Hello everybody, welcome to another episode. It's good to be back. I hope everyone is doing well. Merry Christmas and a happy new year to everybody. Um, today I'm just gonna talk about cryptocurrency. This is basically an episode that I've been preparing for a long time. I've gone down this rabbit hole of reading so much about crypto and trying to understand the concepts and very, very complex um, transactions, details and uh, structures of how everything is done. So I thought I'll just give a very basic and dummy overview of what I've really learned and perhaps could benefit you, the listeners. And um, just, But just before that, just to give, give an update, I've actually changed jobs. I've joined a, a sort of tech industry private equity um, firm. And it's it's very exciting because part of my job right now is actually to learn about crypto and, and find ways to monetize the information that we can get. And because I think crypto in Malaysia is still very, very basic. Um, you've got, you know, um, some of some platforms that are doing um, crypto, uh, basically Luno, that, that's everyone, a name that's all over our social media in, in um, terms of advertisements. And um, that's the most popular one, I think. If you were to trade uh, Bitcoin, Ethereum, um, some of the basic coins, lah, some of the blue chip cryptocurrencies, uh, you'll be able to do that through Luno. Uh, but I've actually done a lot deeper and I've, I've learned a lot more about what they call alternative coins. So the, the basic, most common two coins that, that are done, uh, that, that are talked about in, in the crypto space are Bitcoin and Ethereum. Um, but... I've done a lot more work. We've got other names like um, Solana, Avalanche, uh, Binance Coin. We've got a lot to, to go through, which which I will do later. But, you know, first of all, let me just talk about crypto as a concept to, to make someone understand uh, what is a cryptocurrency and, and what's this blockchain nonsense, right? So I think it's more useful to start with blockchain. So blockchain technology in its core is actually a decentralized system it's a computer code which is decentralized. Decentralized meaning you don't need a central authority to run this code. Instead, what it does, it, it relies on thousands or hundreds of thousands or millions of computers to do the code together. Okay? So, for example, if you want to send money right now, right? If you want to transfer your money, you go to Maybank to you, you go to whatever um, portal that your bank prepares for you that that um, that allows you to transfer from one account to the other account, right? So you rely on the bank, on your bank to do their part for you and then you rely on your recipient's bank to do their part for them to make sure that the money is reflected. So basically, blockchain removes the bank. If you want to do a transaction, it does not require a bank, right? And that improves your um, the cost. So, so it, it brings down the cost of a transaction. So your transaction cost goes down a lot, right? Because all these middlemen and all these banks, they need to make a cut for every so-called transfer, or every loan that they give out to you. There's always a margin, right? There's always an interest charge for most of their products. So in that sense, I think it brings down transaction cost. So that was the, the first thing that was very interesting. Uh, um, when it comes to blockchain, you remove the middleman and you bring down costs. That's the first thing. And the second thing about blockchain, the most basic thing is that it is basically un, so-called unhackable in a way because it's very, very secure. 
basically because sorry i'm trying to recollect my thoughts it's basically it requires hundreds and thousands of computers to be compromised at the same time to be able to be hacked right so it's secure in a way because there's no possible way for somebody to be hacking hundreds of thousands or millions of computers at one single time because it is decentralized um, to be able to hack into the blockchain. So now let me tell, let me expand on the second point of how secure it is. So how a blockchain works is basically, let's say you have, you know, let's just start small. Let's say you have five computers in this network using blockchain, right? And the first person, the first computer keys in, okay, I want to send 10 ringgit to this person right to to person a so what happens within when they key in that instruction into their computer code into this network they will then basically ask all the other four computers because there are five computers total in this network so all the four computers have to check this transaction they have to verify that this person is you know, um, a real person, the, the transaction that's going through is the right quantity. This is stuff that the bank does right now. Like. They verify the transaction before letting it go through. So now this, the blockchain requires four random computers within this network, four other computers in this network. It's not even related to the first person keying in the transaction to just check whether the transaction details are correct, blah, blah, blah. And if all four agree, then only that transaction goes through. And when that transaction goes through, it basically puts a block into the chain, right? So just think of it as a long chain of transactions, previous transactions. And basically, when a new transaction wants to come in, all the computers have to agree that this new transaction is legit. Then only they put that transaction as a block into the chain. Um, Then um, making it sort of a chain of blocks, hence it's called the blockchain. It's as simple as that. It's basically a group of other computers verifying your transaction and then agreeing and then putting your block, your transaction as a block into the chain, right? And this chain is publicly available. It's so-called a ledger. It's called a ledger and that's their, that's their term. So, end of the day, no one can hack the blocks before, right? Because all the computers had to agree what was the block before you before they can put your transaction as a new block into the chain, right? So there's no way that you can change the details on a previous block because everyone has to agree on that block. Everyone has to say, hey, this is a, everyone agrees, yeah, the previous block is this, yes, correct. Okay, now we can add a new block, right? So in that sense, it's secure. It's unhackable in a way because you cannot change the details on the blocks before your block and the blocks before that block. You know, I'm not too confusing, but basically it's a decentralized system where, you know, hundreds of thousands of millions of computers have to agree before that data or that code that you just keyed in will be put into the blockchain, right? So that's that's a, a very um, easy way to understand what is a blockchain. Lah. Right, so now let's talk about the sexy stuff, which is the cryptocurrency coins. So in all these um, blockchain networks, you have coins you have the coins is basically a form of incentive for somebody to keep the network going and these coins have a value so these coins are like bitcoin ethereum um litecoin whatever they call it coins but basically it's the coin is a reward to the person to the people who are managing and maintaining this network so let me 
go dig an even deeper <laughs> rabbit hole for you. So, but but I hope from now you guys understand. Now is it's what what a blockchain is and how it's actually cheaper and faster and secure, right? And now we're going to go into the cryptocurrency, the coins aspect of all these blockchains and all this nonsense, lah. So, um, the cryptocurrencies actually spread awareness of the blockchain technology mainly because of the big spikes in in prices so investors started taking notice people were like oh my god i can make so much money here so let's find out more about it so i would say the coin as a concept um is actually a very old concept but it started a whole revolution um within you know i think the last 2 to 3 years to make people realize hey what is this bitcoin thing why is everyone assigning so much value to a, a virtual coin let's find out more about blockchain so that's just the history right that's how coins got into um, the mainstream so now let's understand more about coins so now let's just look at the three three coins that i find very interesting first is bitcoin second is ethereum and third is solana okay these three um these three coins use a different consensus model to add blocks into the blockchain right so as i mentioned before um everyone has to agree right so now we're just find, finding out how everyone agrees uh, all the computer has all the computers have to agree before they add a, a new block into the chain now let's find out how do they do it there are different different ways to do it lah okay so let's start with with blockchain as yes, a uh, bitcoin sorry so in bitcoin the way all these computers agree to 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 add a block into the chain aka they call it a consensus model so the consensus model of the bitcoin um network is called proof of work okay so that's very important so let's find out what is proof of work okay so proof of work basically means to keep the network going right you people start using very powerful computers so that's why you hear a lot about bitcoin mining farms and all that and how much energy bitcoin mining takes up right it's because of this because of proof of work proof of work means uh people like that have very powerful computers can mine for bitcoin the term the very important term here is mining right you hear a lot about bitcoin mining so mining means all these computers have to solve a cryptography puzzle which is basically fancy term for a very difficult math um puzzle lah, that that this this bitcoin blockchain comes up with right so let's say you have a million computers a million miners have to try and solve this cryptography puzzle and every second lah, it's going all the time right and the computer that does it fastest the miner that does it fastest gets a bitcoin for example they get a the, they get the coin and that coin has value right so that's how the miners make money the miners make money by doing really very fast computer uh, they set up very fast computers to solve a cryptographic puzzle to get a bitcoin for free technically not really free lah but they get a bitcoin without buying it in the market because they mine it right like how someone mines for gold they they work and work and work and they mine and they get the gold and the gold has value same thing with bitcoin they mine 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 and they they solve that puzzle and then they get the bitcoin as a reward okay so that's called proof of work Okay, now the second thing I'm going to go into Ethereum. Ethereum is basically the next 
coin um, related to Bitcoin. Lah. It's not Bitcoin, as in it's the next most popular one. So Ethereum, there are two versions now. There's Ethereum 1.0 and there's Ethereum 2.0. I'm going to talk about Ethereum 2.0 because it uses a new consensus, a consensus model that is different from Bitcoin. So the consensus model is called proof of stake. Stake, S-T-A-K-E. So Bitcoin is proof of work. The second one now is proof of stake, Ethereum 2.0. Okay. So proof of stake, what it means is they looked at the problem. It's very interesting. The, the, all these computer geniuses, they look at this problem. They look at Bitcoin and how Bitcoin mining is taking up so much energy, you know, and, and the fact that people with the biggest computers with the most money can really make the most, um, can, can get the most Bitcoins through mining and, you know, that's unfair, blah, blah, blah. And there's a lot of energy wastage, right? Because imagine a million miners are doing the same puzzle and... 999,999 other miners failed but they've already you know used up all the electricity to try to solve the puzzle and then they don't get anything so there's a lot of energy wastage right so proof of stake means let's say you have again same example five five um, computers five they call it nodes but actually it's computer five nodes slash computers and the way they work in order to do this consensus, in order to verify transactions on the blockchain, instead of all these five of them trying to um, solve a cryptographic puzzle like how Bitcoin does, they tell them, okay, in order for you to be, they don't call it a miner, they call it minter. In order for you to mint Ethereum, right? In order for you to mint Ethereum, you need to deposit some money. You need to deposit a stake. That's how the word proof of stake, I mean, the, the phrase proof of stake comes from. You have to stake. Stake meaning you have to deposit some money into your um, mining wallet, uh, your minting wallet, or whatever lah, right? You need in order for you to be a minter, you need to put some of your own money in in your wallet, right? To to provide some accountability. Okay, so let's say I'm an Ethereum 2.0 uh, minter. I need to put a stake into my wallet. I need to have some stake in the game, right? So I put. Let's say maybe um, just one ringgit lah. Just think of one ringgit worth of Ethereum 2.0 into my wallet. Now I am then consider a minter, and the way it works now in proof of stake is the system, the, the computer code, the blockchain, the blockchain system um, appoints only one person to validate all these transactions. So let's say out of the five computers, they only choose one computer to validate and um, to do to do all the work, right? So instead of getting everybody to compete and try to solve this puzzle, they will choose at random one computer first. Then the next chain, the next block, they use another computer. Then the next block, they use another computer. So everyone sort of has an equal say in, um, you know, in, in, in solving the, the puzzle and, and putting up the block and putting up the new block into the chain, right? But that being said, it's also, this part is where it gets a bit confusing for me as well. The higher you stake, the higher your deposit, the more money you deposit into your your mint wallet in Ethereum 2.0, um, the more likely you are going to get the, the next cryptography puzzle, right? So the more money you put into the system in your mint wallet, the more cryptography puzzles will be allowed, they will be given to you to try to solve to get more Ethereum 2.0 coins right so that's the element they're just putting it out there so it's not a perfect democracy where okay everyone gets an equal chance to solve the cryptographic puzzles 
right? It goes to the person that ha- has the highest stake in in their wallet. So that's proof of stake. So it's a different way, right? So you reduce your energy wastage, right? Because one computer does the work, right? One computer is chosen at at, at at random for each block, and then the next block another computer does it. It's it's chosen. It's sort of like one computer is chosen um, to do all the work, lah. Instead of everybody trying to do it, and then ninety nine percent of them fail, and then the one 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 computer that that um, um, that solve the puzzle gets gets a bitcoin. Like how how it's done in proof of work, okay? So now, those are the two main concepts. Now there's a third main concept which is which is um, called proof of history. This one is in the Solana network. This is in the Solana blockchain network. Solana is the coin name within. Ah, uh, sorry, Sol S O L is the coin that's related. Um, to this Solana network. So you, in in terms of coins, you got Bitcoin, Ethereum 2.0, or rather they call it Ether, Ether coin. And then third is a Sol coin in the Solana network. And this Solana network uses proof of history. So this proof of history um, consensus model is actually very very interesting. So people are, are, are you know trying to, to to keep changing the way. Um, we do this consensus model to make it more efficient, to make it cheaper. Okay, so Solana uses proof of history, where um, they look at how all the computers are, are operating within the system. Right? They 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 put timestamps into all the blocks. So let's say you compare it to to Ethereum 2.0, right? One person is chosen, and then it just validates and puts it on the chain, right? And then it continues as a cycle with all the other validators um, within within that network in in, in in Ethereum. Solana, what it does is it reduces the time that is taken to for all the computers to sort of agree. Okay, it reduces the time um, element from this whole process mainly because when all the computers are trying to agree, uh, like I said, all of them are going to agree on on whether this new data is correct and whether this should be included into the blockchain, right? So that takes a lot of time. Why? Because all the computers are they are asking each other, what time is it? You know, is this data okay? Let me figure out the time and tell me what time is it. Let's say computer A sends the block to computer B to verify. Com- then computer B has to ask computer A, hey, what's the time on this block? Ah, I'm not sure. You know, you you have to tell me. So there's all this computer code that's talking to each other. Pa, 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 pa. So it takes time. It takes time for more data, more blocks to be put into the blockchain. So the way Solana does is actually a proof of stake model, but it's include it's inclusive of a time element into it. And I hope I'm not <laughs> confusing you too much. But basically, just think of it this way: every block that's being passed around in this consensus model. Right, every every data that's going around this consensus model in Solana has a time stamp. It's basically like putting a time stamp on an email. You know when the actual transaction was sent to you. You know when exactly the email was sent to you, right? So how it works is, for when computer B gets the new data, it doesn't really need to um, do it in an order. Like in, in in Ethereum, let's say they get um, the first data, then they say, okay, what time is it? Then the other computer has to tell the other computer, 
uh, computer A has to tell computer B, oh, it's I, I sent it at, at 1 a.m. at this date. And then, then only they will go to the next block. Then only they will say, okay, what is next? And then they will ask again the, another computer, okay, what's the timestamp on this block? You know, so it takes time. They, they have to constantly ask each other the time in order to arrange um, everything. Lah, and that takes time. But Solana, what, how it works is they just ask all the computers, all the blocks, just send everything to me and I will arrange it, arrange it accordingly to your timestamps because every block now has a timestamp, right? So Solana just accepts all these blocks, say, okay, don't care, just send to me first. I will arrange it automatically later because you all put your timestamps. So some of you send a block yesterday, some of you send a block today, so I'll arrange that block accordingly. Um, according to your timestamps, but you can just send all of it to me now first, right? So if that makes sense, it, it it basically shows that you don't need to wait one by one. Okay, you send me to send it to me first because you sent it yesterday. Okay, then you tell the next computer. Okay, now it's the next. The, it's tomorrow already. Okay, you send your block, um, now, and then, um, you know you basically have to wait for them to send according to the time that you want to receive it, lah. Right, but in Solana, you just say, okay, you can send it anytime you want. I don't care. Doesn't matter to me. I'm I'm just gonna keep moving on in this in this blockchain process because you all have your timestamps in every block, and I'm gonna rearrange it later, and then we can verify it together later. So the tra- the the transaction time is a lot lower, and the cost is also a very very cheap, right? Because the computers don't need to talk to each other so many times. They just send one block, and then Solana's network would automatically arrange it. So in that sense, it's very innovative. It incorporates a time element into proof of stake model of consensus. And, you know, it's, it's, it's just very, very interesting. So and Solana has done very well in, in terms of the coin because people are very excited about this new model. It's a lot cheaper. It's f- uh, so much faster than, than what um, proof of stake and proof of work can do. So, you know, my I think I'll just close off with this. It, it's just very exciting when you go into the rabbit hole because you realize that shit, Innovation is just happening so damn fast. And this is a global event. This is a global movement where people are all sort of participating and it's all decentralized. It's so exciting, right? You don't need to you don't need to wait for a government to approve for approve a company to start work on it. People are just doing it. And it's all decentralized and it's cheap and it's fast and it's so innovative. And it's all virtual. So you know you don't need to go and sit down in a board meeting to approve stuff. You know what I mean? So it's very, very fast and I genuinely believe it's the new stage of the internet. It's a new, you know, they call it Web 3.0. You can label it all you want. But I'm just saying as I dig deeper and deeper into this into this world, it's, very, it's getting very, very clear to me that this is the new way of handling data. This is a new way of handling computer code. There is sort of an emotional factor as well with all this you know I think people get screwed by institutions and and governments and companies people are just sick of it and they rather do it themselves as a peer-to-peer as a as a so-called rakyat model right instead of relying on on a central authority let's just decentralize everything and trust each other so that emotional element that that social element to to this whole revolution is also very interesting to me Besides the tech, that's also mind-blowing to me lah, as you've gone through with me on the proof of work, proof of stake, proof of history. So you see, it's just extremely exciting and I think, I'm, I'm not looking at, at it as, again, this is not financial advice or anything. I'm not telling people to buy cryptocurrency, but 
I'm just going through the technology behind it and I'm going through why people are assigning more and more value into these coins because the technology is mind-blowing, right? So that's where I come from. People call it a scam. People call it like, you know, because there's no central authority. They're, they're worried about hacks and all this kind of stuff, which I totally understand. Um, but for me, it's very, very clear to me already that decentralized systems, decentralized finance, decentralized anything is already at, it's, it's coming up to mature within the next five to ten years in my lifetime for sure and it's going to be adopted heavily um, not by institutions but just by communities and eventually there's going to be more and more adoption of, of blockchain technology and cryptocurrency cryptocurrencies in transactions I, already, I, I genuinely believe that this will happen eventually I just don't know how fast because of the blowback that you're going to get from regulators from institutions which are, you know, historically very, very slow to act and very, very resistant to change, right? So that's there's a lot of human element that goes into um, institutions, you know, dealing with institutions. There's a lot of human nonsense that you have to deal with. But in this de- decentralized finance and, and, and cryptocurrency, in this blockchain space, people are just doing it. And they're, they're just telling, it's, it's a nice big fat middle finger to the authorities saying that, look, I'm not doing anything illegal. And, I'm, and this is innovative to me and I don't need your damn approval. I don't need you to find out how will it be useful to you as an institution for me to do it. It's not illegal and it's innovative and I'm just going to do it from my computer in my, be- in my bedroom. And that's, that blows my mind. That, that, that makes me feel like, look, these are really, really smart people trying to change the world, right? People are very, very motivated. And I'm, I'm just an observer, you know, and, and I'm just a small investor. But to me, it's so damn interesting as, as, as to be alive right now, to, to be able to see this new revolution in, in, in the internet and in tech. So yeah, that's, that's where I'll leave you guys. I hope I wasn't too um, fanboyish. I, I really try to come from it, uh, come to it from a genuine point of view. And I hope the concepts um, sort of spark your interest in, in trying to learn more about this space. And, you know, I think I'll do a few more episodes on this because honestly my whole brain is just engrossed in this i'm trying to learn it for my work and also it's just something very um technical and fun to to learn or maybe i'm just a nerd i don't know so but you know i I would advise to my listeners just keep an open open mind go on youtube and find out that's where i get all my information and try to learn about the concepts and also um, not just speculate on on all these um coins but to really understand why those why did value suddenly come out of nowhere for these coins and then that becomes interesting. You find out how it's done. You find out how it's decentralized. You find out how you don't need to rely on a central authority, which is the best thing to do for someone who's, you know, going up against the man, right? Going up against the establishment. And I always had a very punk attitude in my life. So this thing just naturally attracts me. Lah. So, yeah. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and, you know, um, share it. Uh, I don't think you can like it on Spotify or anything right? but you know if you, if you like it you want to share it with your friends or if you just have good knowledge and want to reach out to me you guys know what to do my contact details are on my Spotify um, podcast episode hope you guys enjoy this and um, take care